What is cryptocurrency? How does cryptocurrency work? How are crypto coins created? How does the whole cryptocurrency ecosystem work? Why is it illegal? Why is it legal in some economies? If you're looking for someone to respond to these questions, hi, my name is Nagarev Joan and this is the Ask Me About the Law podcast where I'm going to address all these questions and so much more. Keep listening. Hello, my name is Nagarev Joan and this is the Ask Me About the Law podcast. So the Ask Me About the Law podcast is a place where we have free and honest conversations um, in regards to the nexus of law, technology, finance, trade in Uganda. If this sounds like something you're interested in, please subscribe to this podcast and then you can also check out our blog, our YouTube channel and also other mini-series videos that we share on Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok. The handles everywhere are Ask Me About the Law. Let's dig into today's episode. So what's a cryptocurrency? Or rather, most people tend to refer to it as what's a digital coin. I want you to first sit down, calm down, relax. Open your wallet. Find any coin that you get from your wallet. Look at that coin. And I mean really look at that coin. I want you to feel that coin in your fingers. Now imagine that coin was a virtual coin. It was in a digital ecosystem. Imagine it's in somehow in your phone, not in your laptop. You can only access that digital coin if you're using any of your digital device. That would be your phone, your laptop. That's the only way you can see it, that coin. But when you see it through your digital devices, you do not see a coin. You instead see a number. Let's call the number X. Now, remember also, this digital coin is not um, distributed. It's not created. It's not made. So you cannot touch it physically. You can only see it. It's not regulated by Bank of Uganda, which is the central bank of Uganda that is usually tasked to regulate money in the country. So, now imagine this coin also has a monetary value, meaning you can go to Mama Mzanganda's shop, buy a kilo of rice, and Mama Mzanganda will accept that token that you're giving her, which you can only share with her using a digital device. You literally have to walk into a digital ecosystem, sort of like how you make a mobile money transaction. Now, that coin is what we call a cryptocurrency. It's what we call a digital coin. There are so many digital coins, but I think the one that you're most familiar with, the one at least I keep getting so many questions about, is cryptocurrency. I mean, sorry, is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is uh, has been in circulation um, in, I think, in between 2016 to 2019. The coin has been active. I'm going to leave linked in the description box a paper uh, written by one the person that is believed to be the founder of Bitcoin. No one knows if it's a person or they're a group of people. Regardless, they wrote the white paper that is the roadmap to how cryptocurrency, in particular how Bitcoin, was created. Nonetheless, there are still other currencies that are in circulation 
but the most popular one I think that you can think of it right now is Ethereum. So Bitcoin and Ethereum, they are available. If you're looking to see if other coin, what other coins are available in the market, I suggest you go and check um, Coinbase. Coinbase is a little bit a function sort of like the stock exchange. Think of the Uganda Capital Markets Authority stock exchange market right if this is something that does not sound familiar to you i'm also going to leave linked in the description box a place um, a link to another podcast episode where i talked about what a crypto market uh, crypto market um, stock exchange is now but to put it lightly think of it like a supermarket right a supermarket that is a wholesale sort of like shop where you can find all these different types of coins and then you choose which one you prefer you know depending on how much it costs and how much it's selling now that is what we call cryptocurrency in a nutshell crypto transaction work so let's imagine you've gone to mamam zananda's shop to buy rice and you are going to make the transaction using your cryptocurrency so the first thing you need to know is that every crypto transaction is usually made public what do i mean by that the transaction will be posted on sort of like what looks like an instagram feed or a social media feed look of uh, think of it like how you post a tweet on your twitter feed or how you post uh, a picture on your instagram or a, a comment on your linkedin that the whole process sort of works like that now what will happen is you will you will make a statement that will read sort of as follows i x i am making a transaction of five uh, digital coins for instance bitcoins that will be transferred from my account number xxx to mamam zanganda's uh, account digital digital wallet account number yyy and that's that's the transaction now there are people we have in this cryptocurrency ecosystem who are called miners one of the assignments of miners is to make sure that the communication of the transaction that i have posted in the cryptocurrency let us call it um feed or timeline is accurate right so what they will do because the transaction is public for for everyone to see is they will use what we call a public key to access that information and confirm that indeed i if joan have the five bitcoins in my digital wallet which is xx um, uh, xx account number and therefore i can make the transaction that i am talking about to mamam zanganda right so that is sort of the entire ecosystem of cryptocurrency now if i don't have the money that i'm talking about in my wallet and i am just making speculations because i am expecting some kamane on friday the transaction will not be approved therefore the transaction will not work because the miners have authenticated that i don't have the money i'm talking about in my crypto digital wallet 
right but if i have the money in my digital wallet it will be approved and then the transaction will be written in a big black book which is called a ledger um that almost has that actually has all the history of all the the cryptocurrency transactions that have occurred with this particular type of cryptocurrency now to recap um i will make a transaction and i will say that i if joan account number xxx are transferring uh let's say five bit five uh digital coins to mama mzangana's account number xxy uh on this day and at this time the miners will come in to confirm the transaction and they will use what we call a public key while i will sign on that transaction with my private key to confirm that i if joan own of this account xxx i am the one that has written this transaction therefore i'm confirming by signing it sort of like how you sign a letter to confirm that it's you who actually wrote the content so with that private key when the miners confirm and they can confirm by looking at my signature which is i have signed using my private key then they can approve the transaction and mama mzanganda using the public key can receive the digital currency in her wallet that's the cryptocurrency transaction in a nutshell If you're enjoying listening to this podcast, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review so that other viewers uh, are able to also access this podcast. Every time you leave us a review, it helps um, this pop this podcast pop up higher so that people can see it. Better yet, you can also share this podcast with your friends and family so that they too can learn from this episode like you have. If you'd like to leave us a comment, suggestion, feedback, please check our social media handles. The handles that ask me about the law were available on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Please send us a comment, feedback, suggestion, anything really the DMs are open. Let us continue with the episode. probably wondering if the digital currency transactions are public like that what stops other people from accessing my digital cryptocurrency wallet and using it for fraudulent means well the safety net that you have is um, what we call the private key and the public key now to recap when you have when you transacting using cryptocurrency you first need to have what we call a cryptocurrency wallet this usually comes when you're creating the account so that you can transact you're required to create a wallet sort of how you also need um, a mobile money account before you can start uh, transacting mobile ma- using mobile money in uganda the, the system sort of works the same now the, in the same manner like how you have a passcode to access your mobile money account or when you're making your mobile money transactions you always have to put your password now that sort of works the same except in cryptocurrency digital wallets or e-wallets let's call it that you use what we call virtual keys there are two virtual keys one is a private virtual key another one is uh, public 
now what really happens is when your transaction is posted online i.e i if joanne are making a digital digital uh, cryptocurrency money transfer of five digital coins from my wallet which is xxy to mom zanganda's wallet which is zzz i will sign that transaction using my private key it is a unique signature specific to me sort of how like you sign a letter with your handwritten signature the same principles apply here now when i finally post this transaction with my my private key signed to the transaction um anyone first of all who's seeing this for instance the miners who are there to confirm that i have made that transaction will know that it is me by looking at my account number which is very specific to me it's sort of like your phone number they cannot be two phone numbers of the same type it's only one phone number and then uh three my they will look at my private key my private key will be attached to my uh my uh my digital wallet account now those are very unique to me and my account as if joan and then when i make the transfer of the five coins they will confirm that yes indeed i wrote the transaction and yes indeed i have uh the money i'm talking about in my wallet and yes i can uh, afford to have five transferred to mama mzanganda's wallet now mama mzanganda's wallet will confirm this transaction by using her private key so she can open and access the transaction sort of like how you open your house with the public key right and then see that the money is there stuff like that now only two people can see that information the miner and mama mzanganda right it is after the mine and mama mzanganda have seen this information that everyone else can see it and it will say something like the information that everyone else will see which is public knowledge it will be that uh my mobile my sorry my digital wallet's cryptocurrency account xxy uh no it will say something like this crypto crypto account currency xyz transferred five bitcoin on friday sorry on thursday at 4 p.m to cryptocurrency account xxxz that's all it will say so that's what you see now this information will be recorded in what we call uh, the ledger the ledger has all the information of the of the of all the cryptocurrencies that have of all the cryptocurrency transactions that have occurred ever since that cryptocurrency was created so you can if you bar, if you work backwards you can practically see how the coin has been distributed from person a b c d f g right and up to when it got to mama mzanganda's so important information that you need to know uh despite the fact that you you create an e-wallet when you're using cryptocurrency unfortunately the national payment systems act 2000 sorry 2020 which i talked about in the national payment systems act episode of this of ask me about the law podcast it doesn't apply to this because um unfortunately cryptocurrencies are not legal currencies in uganda 
Uh, I'm also going to do about uh, an episode about this. Uh, it will be the next episode of Ask Me About the Law. So stay in touch and I highly encourage you to listen to this episode right now and then the National Payment Systems Act episode as well as also Legality of Cryptocurrency episode in Uganda. All these will inform you to better understand why and what the laws of Uganda have to say about cryptocurrency. But in regards to national payment system, it doesn't apply to Uganda, to cryptocurrencies because cryptocurrencies are not legally recognized tender in Uganda. So now you're probably thinking, what incentives do miners have and other players in this cryptocurrency environment to not um, make and mine coins for themselves and walk away into the sunset of financial freedom? So first of all, mining, mining is the whole science behind creating cryptocurrency and it's usually done by machines who achieve this by solving a bunch of very complex complicated math equations and every time they solve one equation it amounts or creates a digital coin so solving the math equation equals to creation of a digital coin now what you need to know is that unlike in the real world in Uganda let me give an example where you know most of the times someone will tell you to do a project work on an assignment and you will get paid you know lunch or uh, exposure working experience or views really the cryptocurrency environment does not work like that now the miners like i explained there are these people who are there for the sole purpose of solving these math equations um, and making sure that new coins are created and then two they also make sure that the information you're posting as someone participating and transacting using uh, digital coins is accurate now for every problem they solve every time they solve a math problem leading to the creation of a digital coin they're paid in that coin this uh framework works a lot for bit for bitcoin the same applies to every single time they they authenticate um a transaction that you post they're paid in bitcoin so that incentivize incentivize them to work and um, and their their income now it also makes uh, the essence also is to make sure that they're not easily compromised because um let's be realistic uh reviews and work experience can only make you survive for so long you're not going to pay your transport to and from work using work experience you need money to pay for that the same spirit works you know with the with the cryptocurrency they can have that cryptocurrency exchanging to real money that they can use in the real world to buy the equipment they need like the computers the electricity and all that another takeaway that you need to know is that mining bitcoin is not something that is really cheap uh, let me put this into uh, the real world for you the electric consumption that is needed to mine one bitcoin alone uh, it was estimated by the digital 
by the Bitcoin Energy Consumption Index that to mine one Bitcoin alone takes around 1,544 kilowatts. That's enough for a house to function for uh, 53 days on average. Now, imagine if that's the amount of electricity you're using just to mine one, one Bitcoin. Uh, ju- make a, a judgment call for yourself. Is it a financial? Is it financially sound if you're spending just fifty-three days? I mean, sorry, one thousand five hundred forty-four kilowatts just to mine one coin. How many coins will you need to save into financial freedom? And is it something that's viable? And then two, in this Uganda, um, do you think that the umeme will be? that understanding to you when you're creating literally a powerhouse in your backyard while trying to mine these digital coins um the electric consumption needed when mining bitcoin is something that is um so mind-bubbling to the founders of cryptocurrency and also people that are very excited about cryptocurrency i.e elon musk that there's a an ongoing discussion on finding a global solution to the electric consumption used in mining crypto so um another point you need to know that cryptocurrency is created through mining now the machines that handle the mining are not your average laptop and smartphone it they are a little bit complex how this works is every time a math problem is solved the math problems keeps getting harder so it's not the same it's sort of like how the math we did in primary school now the math you did in primary school is not the same math you did at your a levels or hse with time the problem kept getting harder now that that's the same analogy with cryptocurrency with every problem solved it uh, creates a coin and with every coin that is created a new problem a new math problem arises and that problem is more complicated than the last and with every problem that arises the machines need to be stronger Um, and the more the machines are stronger the computers the more electricity they use the more electricity they need the more they need um, to cool down that means more electricity so as you can see the point i'm trying to make here is it's not financially viable to create your own crypto and sell it to sunset it's just not practical but i trust my guys at nasa they probably train they would try they'll want to try and solve this problem so if you're considering trying to solve this problem actually there are two problems one the solution to um the energy consumption leave something in the comments and then two if you're trying to solve the problem of how you can navigate creating your own crypto still uh, let's solve that problem So now you're probably wondering what is, what does it mean when someone says they're mining cryptocurrency or they're mining digital currency. So to recap, mining digital is when computers, super fancy and advanced computers solve very complicated math equations and then um, as a solution to the math equation, it creates a bit uh, a cryptocurrency, for instance, Bitcoin. Now, what you need to know is that 
a little bit like how I explained earlier on. The math you did in your primary level is not the same as the math you did in your A-levels or your HSCs. The, the higher you proceeded through the education system, the more complicated the math got. The same analogy applies to solving Bitcoin uh, digital currency equations. With every problem solved, the next problem becomes harder. And with every problem becoming harder, it requires a more sophisticated machine to solve said problem. Now, with every sophisticated machine involved in solving a problem, it means they're going to take a longer time and it means they need a very strong processing capacity. That means the machine has to be stronger. The machine has to be more sophisticated. It has to be able to comprehend these instructions. And the more the machine the more complicated and stronger the machine is the more electricity that said machine use and the more electricity that said machine needs to cool down now this brings us to the other very important note you need to know is that uh, another very critical element is that the uh, mining cryptocurrency also directly relates with a lot of electricity being used in mining like i said the machines that need are needed to mine crypto are very very advanced and use more electric energy so that's the other issue or the other problem that needs to be addressed so if you feel like you have a solution to this problem if you're listening in and you feel like you can solve this problem i am sure the world would like to hear your suggestion especially the eco warriors so yes that's mining crypto in a nutshell so what you need to know is anyone can become a uh, digital currency miner it's something that's available to everyone all you need to do is perhaps acquire the machine like the advanced computers that can handle such kind of uh, mining and then also maybe the skills to operate said machine which i think uh, just a simple google search you can find the courses on uh, coursera and udevi you just need to jump on there and yes you can start mining cryptocurrency So now you're probably wondering how does cryptocurrency attain its monetary value if it's not uh, regulated by a central bank, a country's central bank, for instance, in Uganda, that would be Bank of Uganda. Now, there are so many ways a cryptocurrency can gain monetary value, but at the core of all of it, it's usually the perception of you as a a willing participant in the whole cryptocurrency ecosystem the value you at, you attribute to that currency is usually what it picks up a case in point is look at how cryptocurrency like bitcoin for instance its evolution since 2016 when it was first created when the paper was first released up until now it sort of has evolved from um being a currency used by uh, illegal participants and uh, people who are trying to break the law to evade the law to now with just someone as space uh, uh, not as basic to a world billionaire buying a few coins and it's now it has now its value has literally skyrocketed elon musk bought a few coins while not a few coins he bought a whole bunch of coins and 
bitcoin's value has literally shot through the roof um so point i'm trying to make is what the perception is that is created by the media and then also the willing participants in that ecosystem so someone like elon musk who's a billionaire buying the coins has also given it value and uh if he buys right now uh, right now when he bought the coins were very low and it, now that he has bought they've increased in value so um if he sells now the coins are will be probably at a higher rate than if you had bought earlier on so that means the coins have got value now that's how cryptocurrency tends to get value now that the media is also giving it publicity think about it uh i think um before elon musk bought cryptocurrency even i personally was it's sort of something i had at the back of my mind because i for one i'm very interested in how blockchain works in general like the whole blockchain technology ecosystem i'm really fascinated by how it works but i'm never really invested in crypto until elon musk bought i have not yet invested but still when elon musk bought it sort of opened up my eyes so it's how you know uh us as players are partaking in the ecosystem that are giving it value and then the fact that people bought when it was very low and then they, most of them are selling now that the coins are sort of at a higher value they are selling so that whole buy low sell high is also contributing to giving crypto its um monetary value and then also i think another thing that you just all need to have in mind is also how the media covers it the whole thing that sort of um contributes to giving cryptocurrency its value so um you were listening to the ask me about the law podcast my name is nagarib chowan um the ask me about the law podcast is a place where we have free and honest conversation on the nexus of law technology business finance in Uganda if you have any questions suggestions uh, comments feedback please check us out on Facebook Twitter Snapchat Instagram and LinkedIn if you'd like to um, recommend uh, legal questions that you'd like to see addressed on the episodes in the future also please leave us a comment if you enjoyed listening to this episode kindly go back to the homepage and subscribe to this podcast and also share this podcast with your friend we release new content every week and also available via blog and uh, podcast as well as youtube the handle is at ask me about the law that is a s k m e a b o u t l a w until next week's episode i remain your host nagari joan disclaimer nothing implied or stated in this podcast should be constructed to be legal tax or professional advice this podcast isn't a law firm and this page is not a law firm either any information shared on this podcast is not intended to be interpreted as creating an attorney client or legal advisor relationship the information shared on this podcast is purely for educational purposes for any questions and inquiries regarding um any specific matter please consult a qualified attorney at law or a financial advisor